Welcome to Ballivas for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bowes. In this episode, we are discussing two 1993 thrillers in which our favorite romantic hero, Shah Rukh Khan, plays a villain. First up, Khan vows revenge on Kajal and Shilpa Shetty's father in Abbas Mustan's Vazigar. Then he is capital O obsessed with Juhi Chala in Yash Chopra's Dar. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. Not only is he Kajal and Shilpa Shetty's father in Bazigar, then that guy is his dad in Dar. Yes. He's the, he's the link. Every time that guy shows up in a movie, sharp, bad. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, not a bad actor. No. Um, bad person. But yes, and that's Dalit Tahil. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, the, not, he's not just that guy. He has a name. He's the signal that, uh-oh, watch out. Your your hero is going to be bad. Well, these these two films are interesting. We have been wanting to discuss both of them for years. Because They've been on our vision board for a long time. They have been. These are the films that essentially helped Shah Rukh Khan make that transition from TV actor to superstar. Mm-hmm. Like, th- these are his kind of career breakthroughs that would then launch the the king kong that we know today two years after these films ddlj comes out and 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 need we say more and nothing was ever the same yeah and they're they're interesting they're very interesting roles they're They're both really good movies too. they're both very good and he's very good in both of them Mm -hmm. um but this was a risky move and it was it was interesting kind of reading up on on both of these films and both of these performances were offered to kind of every major young star yeah. at the time. You know, they were offered to Amir Khan, who it seems came really close mm. to playing Rahul and Dar, Salman Khan, Akshay Kumar, Anil Kapoor, like mm. etc. Anil Kapoor might have been a bit old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think with a with Anil Kapoor potentially doing Dar, I think from what I read, at one point Sri Debbie was was supposed to do Dar as well. Hmm. Um, and She's a bit closer in age. Yeah, yeah. And also the, they they had done. <laughs> Chandani and... And yeah. Lamhe. Yeah, yeah, that with, kind of thing. With Yash Chopra. So it just, like, seems like everyone turned these roles down because they were too villainous. They were an unknown hero. not heroic enough. And, and Shah Rukh Khan takes the leap and then look at what happens to his career. I think he usually picks interesting roles. I think so too. And I think I was thinking about this. There is a darkness to Shah Rukh Khan. Hmm. I think there's there's a darkness to some of his best performances. I think that's why Devdas is yeah. so fantastic. Because I just I think I think he you know, he plays this this cutie romantic hero often. But there's often like He's a little an, obsessive. An edge to him. Yeah. That I think kind of makes him seem like yeah, you can take him home to mom, but he's still he's still a bit of a bad boy. <laughs> These are his uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar movies. Oh my god! I laid out this theory earlier. I okay. He's moving from TV and trying to, you know, make his image a bit darker. Right. She goes from Buffy into Cruel Intentions. Right, and she doesn't take the Reese Witherspoon role. She takes yeah. Catherine. Yeah, so she's the mean girl. Yeah, who <clears throat> wants to sleep with her stepbrother yeah dangerous liaisons yeah uh but it didn't really go anywhere for her she gets scooby-doo <laughs> later but like she doesn't become one of the biggest stars in the whole world no i mean i think she's i mean not that i want to turn this podcast to being about sarah michelle Gellar. at one point i really she was w- also going to be in dark no i really that would have been crazy <laughs> i really wanted to launch a podcast reviewing celebrity cookbooks yeah and both she and freddie prince jr mm. have cookbooks they seem like legitimate like a cute celebrity couple but did they I think- just did they just like each other and decided oh we'll just settle down this is fine we're we're very rich <laughs> well i think they make a lot of money like with her she's got like some sort of like how to make cupcakes or cakes and mugs in the microwave i think that makes and money probably buffy Baking royalties kits. and stuff too um and then freddie prince jr he has wwe stuff i think oh, interesting he he's in a lot of video games too because yeah he does a lot of voice acting he's, too. he's been in bioware video games right yeah 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 anyways um they seem cute yeah let me know but she you... never became the shower con of <laughs> of <laughs> north america <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, there I There was really... a period there where it could have happened. Also, like, Shower Khan did this years before her. Yeah. So, but, like, I mean, he, he was in Fauji, I... like, the, his TV show, he was apparently, yes. like, every mother's favorite character. Yeah. Right? Like, he was, he was literally the guy you bring home to mom. Yeah. And then he does these to be kind dimples. of more of a badass. And he, he is a badass. And it's smart. And I think, like... Maybe not a badass, but, like, he's bad. Like, he's bad news. Yeah. Yeah. These are not... These are not boys you want to take home to mom. No. These are these are boys, boys with an edge. But They're you, boys who are in your bedroom already, and you're calling from inside the house. The phone calls inside the house. We've seen a lot of Shower Khan films over the course of doing this podcast. Mostly older, though. Um, Him being older. These are some of the earliest in his career this, we've seen. These are some of the early ones, but we've—I mean, we've seen—we've seen his work from the '90s all the way up till now. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't say necessarily that yes, we haven't done an exhaustive deep dive the way we've been doing with Amitabh Bachchan. That's what Condon is for. Neil Kapoor. If you want that? Yes. Watch that show. Uh, listen to that podcast. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they they do that deep dive on the cons, but we've we've seen many of them over the years. And, and do you agree with me that like he does kind of have that edge and yeah. that darkness? I think that's why people were so excited about Raïs, even though I yeah. thought Raïs was a bit disappointing. Kind of a damp script, but the idea was that he would be like a full on badass, and yeah. he kind of still has like oh he's I think he's got something about his mother in that one too, and he's. He's a badass, but a badass with a heart of gold. And even Don in those movies. Mm-hmm. Again, he's got a bit of an edge in those ones. Well, he has to have an edge in those ones. Yeah. But, like, he's still kind of a nice guy. Yeah. Even though he is a crime lord. Yeah, I, I struggle to think of... Don, too, he's more of a badass. Which I you never saw that I still one. haven't seen. I fell you should asleep. watch it. It was great. I fell asleep really early on, and you watched it without me. It ruled. Yeah, I didn't fall asleep because the movie was bad. I just fell asleep because I'm a sleepy panda sometimes. I struggle to think of a role that where the like where what happens to his character is as kind of tra- not tragic because Devzos is certainly tragic, but where Bazingar is tragic. Where to? Yeah, that that's true, and and I do think Dar is tragic, but where like you're clearly not rooting for him, like you kind of can't yeah. be rooting for him. Devzos, yeah. I struggle to think of a to think of roles kind of other than these two fan? films oh yes fan is a film i thought a lot about yeah no fans a really good example uh i thought about fan a lot while watching dar and no other reasons. none of the other cons has done anything like that yeah and i, I mean really, amir kind of pl- plays around with his image in secret superstar kind of plays like he, here's here's well, the douchey Bollywood guy I could be and he pokes fun at himself again in like Deli Belly yeah. like he's willing to poke fun at himself and, but he's uh, never going to be an obsessive fan of himself yeah I just like yeah I don't know it, it is it is kind of it's very interesting but going back to fan uh, I, I'd be interested in revisiting it because I remember not being super impressed or excited about it when I saw it and I think maybe I was a little too wrapped up in kind of the... There's a lot of hype. Yeah, the hype around, like, the makeup. And I think they were like, oh, he's using Brad Pitt's cheeks and stuff like that. But I'd like to go back and revisit it, having seen these films and kind of looking at at Shah Rukh Khan doing doing this kind of thing. And when he would have been roughly the same age as... His name was Aryan in that movie? One of them was named Aryan, but like the kid, he would roughly be about the same age in mm-hmm. these ones mm-hmm. as he was in yeah. his kid version of fan. Yeah. So I guess I guess before we get into it, any other overarching thoughts about Shah Rukh Khan? Again, we we're experiencing his filmography out of order. Out of order. So yeah. we're not kind of seeing that that progression in the same way that we're, we're doing a deep dive on. Amitabh Bachchan yeah. and in Yoko Four, even though we've seen later stuff, we've kind of gone back and started to visit their careers chronologically. Yeah. yeah. So we're seeing kind of an arc of the way it develops mm-hmm. uh, with Shah Rukh Khan, partly because he's still such a major star. Not that Amitabh Bachchan and Yoko Four aren't, but hey, he's won six film for awards, as you'll remember. In AK versus AK. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Do not count AK out. <laughs> not that they are not as big of stars, but I think just kind of because of Shah Rukh Khan's importance uh, to kind of 90s to contemporary Bollywood, like again. And because the way this read pod- podcast two is two books structured. about him too, right? 
Yes, yes. I, <clears throat> I quite like Anna Pama Chopra's uh, King of Bollywood. Uh, it's her biography of Shah Rukh Khan. Uh, it's over. Maybe packed in a box. We are moving, so a lot of our book books are packed in boxes. I now. also I, I know I packed up New Kings of the World, so that's in a box. Yes, with a bunch of Playboys. Yeah, but I do I do really recommend uh, Shah Rukh Khan's biography by Andrew Pamatopra, King of Bollywood. It's I think it's both interesting if you're a fan of Shah Rukh Khan, but even if you're just a fan of Bollywood, because Shah Rukh Khan's career, you can kind of track. Um, the trends in Bollywood with Shah Rukh Khan's career. Well, it's like what... Uh, and she does a good job of kind of making links. It's uh, it's like what Debashree Mukherjee said about uh, the struggle. Mm. Remember, she mm-hmm. was talking about struggling, be a struggler. It's kind of that Mumbai um, person trying to get into the industry. And he was that. And he, he yeah. broke in. And many people have come up afterwards trying to do the same thing. I don't think he phones it in. Salman Khan phones it in. Well, Amir Khan, I don't think phones it in. But Shah Rukh is usually like, he's trying to go for it. He's always trying new things. And even if they don't work, you know, he's not pumping out five movies a year like Akshay Kumar, right? So Yeah, and again, I think that's an important observation because some, unlike some of the other stars who were offered these roles, he wasn't coming from an established filmy family mm-hmm. you know he'd broken into tv he was making this transition to movies like he was these, literally a theater kid yeah he was literally a theater kid these are not the first movies he did but he was making that transition and i think as you know like he was hungry for it it seems and so he was willing to take on these darker roles and mm-hmm. really just because like, he didn't care about his persona yeah and really just like act the fuck out of them mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit too much in dark Hmm, I guess we'll get to that. Okay, so are you ready? Are you ready to discuss these two films? Yeah, we're doing them. He's, he's a pretty good actor. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> we're doing them in chronological order, so we're gonna go with the one that came out first. But they both came out. That's in quite the year for him. 1993. Oh yeah, and he he had another film as well that uh, I believe won uh, the critics' best film and hmm. best actor at not too the bad. Film Fire Awards. I can't remember the title of it. I apologize. There's someone. He'll put it in the links. There's someone yelling at us. Oh, there's always someone yelling. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, 1993 was quite a... I mean, I think the 1990s were, <laughs> was quite a time mm-hmm. to be Shavarhan. I mean, every day is probably pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, Bazigar means gambler. As we said, it came out in 1993. It's directed by Abbas Musan. It stars Shavarhan, Kajal, Shilpa Shetty. It was her debut. Rocky Gulzar, Dalip Tahil, Siddharth Ray, and Johnny Lever, your favorite. Mm, favorite. Yeah, he's the guy that makes this movie... A four star, not a four and a half star. <laughs> uh, it's based somewhat, it's loosely based, I guess, on Ira Levin's A Kiss Before Dying. Uh, are you familiar with Ira Levin, Matt? I thought you might be. He wrote uh, books. No, but I have a feeling that I'm going to become familiar with him right away here. <laughs> uh, so in addition to A Kiss Before Dying, he wrote R- Rosemary's Baby, oh. The Stepford Wives, and The Boys from Brazil. So All of kind which... of like a big 70s guy then. Yeah, I guess before dying, uh, it's from 1953. But oh, all of all of those novels became became films later 60s, on. 70s, yeah. And relatively memorable films. Though I would say A Kiss Before Dying is probably the least memorable film of them all. Yeah. The one I haven't seen, for example. Hard to remember if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a film that came out in the 90s. I think it's Mark Wahlberg. Sounds like the kind of the heyday of erotic thrillers. Yeah. Because this could, you could skew this a lot more erotically if you were doing it Hollywood style. Yes, yes. And I think uh, from what I understand, like I said, I haven't seen it. There was a 56 film as well. Uh, sorry, it's it's Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon and Sean Young. I think Mark... Sean Young, interesting. I think Mark Wahlberg is, uh, is fear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is what Dar means. Anyways, uh, I haven't seen A Kiss Before Dying or read it. Matt Dillon, huh? Uh, but I, from what I understand, uh, here, Shah Rukh Khan's character is given more of a sympathetic motivation than yeah. he has in the original. Well, yeah, he definitely has a pretty sympathetic backstory in this one. It'd be tough to... It's pretty Bollywoodized, I'll say. Yeah. But the 90s are like, yeah, 90s Hollywood, that perfect kind of trashy neo-noir moment. I wonder if it's good. Maybe we should watch it. 
Well, you should maybe bring it up on your other podcast. I liked this. (laughs) As we mentioned, this was Shower Khan's breakthrough. It was also Kajol's first big hit and Shilpa Shetty's debut. Wow. It was a huge hit at the box office, the fourth highest grossing film of 1993. Nice. And it was nominated for 10 Filmfare Awards, including Best Film, Best Supporting Actress, Best Comic Actor, and it won four, including Best Actor for Shower Khan. Nice. And Best Screenplay. Nice. Do you want to set us up with the plot? Sure. Actually, both of these movies, we watched on Amazon. Hate Amazon. Yeah. Stupid Jeff Bezos. They looked great, though. Stupid Jeff Bezos kind of apparently went to space today, even though I don't think he went technically into space. But anyway, we used his stupid service that always... (laughs) The movies looked really good. And there is a kind of a downside with Amazon. We don't necessarily know if it's the entire cut. But these ones seem to be about the running time we were looking for. Well, okay. You're saying that because we encountered that with Love Story 2050. And Kaladi. Right. But yeah, this this was good. Yeah. It seemed like it was the right time. But what I was saying is that it, both of these movies definitely start like in medias res. Mm-hmm. So in Bazigar, we get a kind of waifish little kid who's taking care of his sick mother. And, you know, lots of bad stuff happens. And he kind of pulls through a photo book and throws a bunch of things in the air and says, like, I will get my revenge. You're like, oh, I wonder where this is going. And yeah, that kid grows up to be Shah Rukh Khan. He begins uh, romancing the daughters of Ta- Dalab Tahil, who we found out is kind of an industrialist who has a bunch of different industries that are all named after his last name. So it's like Sharma Rice, Sharma Textiles, Sharma this, Sharma that. Um, and Shilpa Shetty is a... I guess they're both college students. I think Kajal might have graduated already. But uh, she's a college student who has a boyfriend, kind of a bookish guy, um, and that's Shah Rukh Khan, with glasses on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but he, he doesn't want to like meet her sister, doesn't no. want to meet any of her other friends. Doesn't want to go to a party. Doesn't want to go to a party. He just kind of taps on the window. Yeah. He's kind of like a shy, bookish guy. So um, she thinks. So she thinks. And uh, in kind of... Something that would be extremely problematic to happen in a movie now. Uh, they uh, decide that they're going to kill each other, kill themselves, and write suicide notes. Yeah. And that this is kind of like a like a purity test for him. It feels very Heather's. Yeah. That moment, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But in that moment, I was like, oh, Shah Rukh Khan's really channeling, like, his yeah. Christian Slater here. Actually, I would say through the whole movie, he's kind of like that kind of angry young guy. Yeah. Almost as if there's a whole genre in Bollywood to this. <laughs> but uh, he extracts a suicide note from Shilpa Shetty, uh, who is a kind of a blithe dumbass the whole movie, um, and takes her to a building where I believe that you can get married in. There's like a marriage office. It's not City Hall, but it's like yeah. a there's like a office you can go to, and pushes her off the top of the building. What? Bit of a spoiler, but it's for a movie that... It is a I've, famous scene, though. Yeah, it's famous. I'm going to assume most people are familiar with this film. And if not, there's still another like hour and a half to go of this film. Yeah. He mails the uh, suicide note to the cops, I think. I don't even think he mails it to the dad. And there's a cop guy who's also trying to figure out what's going on. Meanwhile, in his other role as uh, Vicky Malhotra, I think his name is, he challenges uh, Kajal and Shilpachetti's dad to uh, not quite an F1 racing, but like the next couple levels down. That sort of car, though. Some sort of car race. And he deliberately loses so that he can get into their dad's good graces and also uh, kind of start romancing Kajal. And... I think that he actually does end up loving Casual by the end of the movie, and it mm. becomes a bit more difficult for him to get his revenge. What do you think? Uh, it's not all fake. He I, he totally was fake as Shilpachetti, but I think he actually does legit like Casual, or maybe I fell to his spell too. I don't know. I, I do think, well, because... She's a bit smarter. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do think that, yeah, that there starts to be kind of more chemistry like you're so you're supposed to buy more into the idea of a romance between Shah Rukh Khan and Kajal which is, is part of why it leads to that kind of tragic ending mm-hmm. which uh, we won't get into so yeah I think and also I think like the the duplicity you start to see kind of hit it eating away at him yeah he has to murder 
or four people yeah. to cover his tracks. And I felt that the movie tracks. kind of verged on Giallo at some points. Especially, he goes to kill a photographer, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got, like, the red light in his room, right? Mm-hmm. And the lighting in that scene, and kind of the way that people get, like, hanged, it, it reminded me of something like Suspiria, mm-hmm. where it's not mystical or anything, but it is sort of, like, shock and, you know, someone wearing leather gloves, strangling people. I think there might have been a little bit of that. In Dar, there's a bit, there's some parts that are done either in first person through his eyes where you're creepily watching yeah. uh, somebody. That feels very giallo. And in both of these films, blood is is just red paint. Yeah. Uh, just so much. Just like re- an Italian movie. So much red house paint that it's, it's, yeah, it's hard not to think of Italian cinema so, of a certain era. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of influences here apart from just Ira Levin. Like, there's a lot going on here and it's, it's a great movie. It is a great movie, yeah. I, I love a revenge movie. I, I really like it. Uh, I think, I guess bef- before we get to the shower con of it all, uh, I think Shilpa Shetty is is wonderful as She's this very cute. as this naive uh, sister that he toys with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's great. She has a lot of fantastic costumes. Um, she kind of sticks out as more of the like popular bubblier sister. Yeah, because Casual left town. I think she went to Shimla. <laughs> Yeah, she's off at school. Yeah, so she, but she went to a different school, and their mother is not in the picture anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, Shilpachetti stayed home, has lots of friends there. Kajal is kind of an outsider and hangs out with her family. Mm-hmm. Oh, I well, guess we need to the, mention Johnny Lever now. Okay. And the the Kajal half is also, it's more about kind of yeah that building up the the suspense. Of yeah. Like, is she going to find out? Is she going to find out? Kajal's wondering why all these people around her are dying or committing suicide or getting murdered. You know, she has this old flame that still is a thing for her, this cop friend of hers. So, like, they're really building up more of the suspense there, whereas I feel like kind of in in the first half of the film, they're really kind of, I think, setting up... Like, you're always aware that he's a bad guy and he's playing both of the sisters, but they're kind of building up to that point Well, if you missed the first five minutes, you wouldn't actually know. Like. They would do the suicide note thing, and you'd notice that he'd pocketed hers. But apart from that, like he's pretty good at keeping it close to the yeah. vest. But they're building up to that kind of twist when he murders her, and I think like it it only works if you really start to care yeah. about Shilpa Shetty. And I did. Yeah, like she's nice. She really makes an impression in that first half of the film. Yeah. So we should mention Johnny Lever because he actually is a very important to the plot. Nominated for best comic actor. Yeah. So he's the manservant at Kajal and Shilpachetti's house. And him and the other servants have some dumb bits where he's trying to nail a nail into the wall and it's the wrong direction. Or there's a big sliding, no, a big rotating door in the house and he gets confused and lets some guy in. He also always forgets to put like tea leaves in the tea. So yeah, or lemonade in the cups. Hot water. Like he just, he's terrible at his job and I didn't understand the comedy. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, they play the Pink Panther theme a lot when he's on screen, as well right. as the James Bond theme, which is interesting because in Dar, there's another fairly important theme, movie song we'll get to. Uh, but yeah, at one point uh, at their engagement party, um, one of Shilpachetti's friends is calling the house to tell Casual something about her sister. And uh, Shark obviously doesn't want this to happen. Um, but uh, Johnny Lever picks up the phone and he remembers something like, Sister, tell Cadgel, don't remember. And then uh, Shark distracts him by saying, like, Hey, can, I go, can you go get me an ice cream? I need an ice cream right now. And that's how he convinces him. But later on, he remembers it and it kind of spurs the cop into action. Yeah, it's nice that they, they worked his, his terrible memory into the plot in a way so it wasn't just like a horrible gag throughout the film but it really is it kicks the momentum of this movie in the nuts every single time yeah i i otherwise really like this movie we are generally not fans of johnny lieber and i just i just think that his humor probably just doesn't translate well with us i don't i don't know i it's that kind of four quadrant thing of you need something for the kids to like too yeah and he's there to do goofy stuff and then kids will laugh at it and then you get back to the actual good movie and i don't know i'm just i'm not a child i don't need that kind of entertainment yeah so yeah he sucks i don't think i've ever liked him not once 
Did you find it shocking to see Shah Rukh Khan just like murder his love interest midway through the, this film, though? No, because I got spoiled. But I think it's it's set <laughs> up had, and I shot had... in such a way that it is really interesting, and it actually there's a parallel scene in Dar mm-hmm. where he's doing the you know she loves me she loves me not with a rose, and he's all he's walking um, with his eyes closed along the top of a roof, so kind of interesting parallels there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's shot in such a way that it's kind of Hitchcockian. Um, sure. Kind of, it. the effects that they use sort of look like something you would see in Vertigo mm-hmm. of her falling and falling right into a big glass uh, canopy that has uh, yellow and red tiles. Um, just gives you some visual interest there. But yeah, it, it. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know exactly when and how he was going to do it. So Yeah, I had remembered reading about it Probably in ago. the Anna Chopra book. Yeah, I, I believe in the Anna Chopra book. But I, I like deliberately didn't pull out the book or like read up on these films again before we watched it, just because while well, I kind of knew the broad strokes, it's still it's still nice to, you know, experience these things for mm-hmm. you know, with fresh eyes. Or I mean that must have, experience them with That must have eyes. brought the house down when it happened. And no one had seen the movie before, right? Like, that would have been a crazy twist. Yeah. But we're also bringing our our awareness and our understanding of these actors, our familiarity with these actors. Where audiences at the time, Shah Rukh Khan was a different kind of actor for them. He was, mm-hmm. this, he was a TV star mm-hmm. who was making the transition to film. And this was the first time anyone had seen Sil- Shilpa Shetty and on screen. I'm still trying to remember the timeline, but I don't... Maybe he's gone to see his mother at that point. Like, maybe not everyone would have caught on that he was the kid, too. Yeah. Rocky Gulzar is just kind of comatose for the whole film. Like, she's, well, she's, she's practically catatonic, right? Yeah, she's she's struck um, kind of catatonic after seeing uh, her husband die. They don't he he re- drowns in a puddle, basically, they which They don't pretty reveal awful. that till later, which yeah. I think is smart. I think they do it right after the interval, like... Shilpachetti dies, and then we find out like what what's going on. Yeah, you don't entirely understand why he wants revenge on mm-hmm. on Chopra. Their last name's Chopra, not Sharma. Oh, he's Sharma because then he takes over all the industries yeah. and names him Sharma. Yeah. So you don't entirely understand why he wants revenge Madan until Chopra. later, which I think is I think is smart mm-hmm. because the, the film kind of has to play. It has to play a bit with your allegiance, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's why it's so effective because you both kind of love Shah Rukh Khan and you you know he he is ultimately an empathetic character, but he's also horrible mm-hmm. and nasty and and just like he's 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 has venom in him. Plus, and he's doing a double role, which we've seen many many times. But in this, it's a double role with the intent to murder two girls well, in the, a family. The character's playing a double role. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. we're used to seeing someone do like a quick change and yeah. turn into a different guy. So yeah. it's playing with that too. It would have been interesting to see, because uh, I was reading, I guess in the Hollywood version, Sean Young plays both sisters. And at one She'd point... She'd be a bit older though. Potentially. Because she was in her 20s when Blade Runner came out in 82. So... Yeah, I'm not quite sure. It'd be a kind of a different scenario. Yeah, and I guess at one point they were going to have Sri Devi play play both of the sisters, and it was going to be a double role. Mm-hmm. That would have been interesting, I mm-hmm. think. Though again, I I really like Shilpa Shetty's performance. What did you think of Casual? She's good. She I mean, falls in love with him very quickly. He just like explains what Bazigar means, and then suddenly in her mind, she's off on a romantic adventure. Well, she also likes the fact that he's a sexy race car driver. Yeah. Who barely lost, like, who gives her the secret of, like, oh, I lost that race to your dad just so I could try and learn from him. And then, like, she's already in on it with him from day one. They, they are, are daddy's girls. Yeah. But, like, they already are sharing a cool secret right away. And he's a handsome race car driver who's yeah. also rich. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? What did you think of the songs here? I thought they were really good, actually. Yeah, they are. Um, there's some cool sort of synthy ones. The Bazigar song is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the one, like the the first one with him and Shilpa Shetty in love. That was fun. Yeah, running around trees, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah. Um, I think the songs in Dar are probably more impactful, definitely. 
But uh, these are there's really good songs. Actually. Well, I mean, I it's interesting because on my other podcast that I do called Trash Art in the Movies, we always kind of have a we have a high art film and a low art film, and here we have Abbas Mustan, you know, famous mm-hmm. for like race and race two, and and Yash Chopra, and I think we do have a kind of an interesting mix of kind of a. I don't want to say like that Abbas Mustan necessarily feel like trashy or, or and low I art I wouldn't directors. say that Yash Chopra is necessarily high art too. Like something like Itafak is pretty grimy. Yeah, but I think we have two kind of really different sensibilities mm-hmm. here. Again, you talk about those the the kind of giallo aesthetics that we see in Bazigar, and while we do see some of that in Dar, it it feels a bit different. Because it's uh, in a big mansion and everyone has nice clothes on. Yeah, Abos Mustan. We've been told that we should uh, we should do an episode about them. It was one of Rajat Dixit's I mean, I'm suggestions. Ready. I would like to do an episode about Abos Mustan because I like this film a lot. And race, we movies. love race. The uh, first two. The first two, yes. So I think I think it would be fun because I think they they have maybe kind of like Hollywood sensibilities from what I understand and what I've yeah. seen. But I think they just like, they know how to pull off a twist. They're not exactly Neville Dean and Taylor, but I think they are a bit more uh, active. Like their movies are a lot more propulsive than maybe Yash Chopra is sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like full of unexpected twists I, from what I've seen. So yeah. I... Definitely the race movies. I I am interested in exploring that suggestion. Maybe they're like Jerry Bruckheimer types. <laughs> Maybe. I'm interested in exploring that suggestion uh, from Raja Dixit about doing an episode on Yeah, I just Abbas gotta track him down, but I would happily do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, overall, we like we this gotta film. We gotta talk about Shark. Yeah, I guess we haven't talked about his performance too much. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, he really knows how to, like, bring that intensity to his eyes. He's a psycho. And also, like, fill He's them so with rage. He's so good at just, uh, like, yeah, I'm gonna go murder this photographer now. Or I'm going to murder this uh, girl who's a friend of uh, Shilpa Shetty. He's yeah. like, no, no big deal. I'm just completely impassive and cold. Yeah, I, he he's totally... He looks like the Terminator, basically. Just, like, got the glasses on, too. He's totally believable as, like, a cute boy you would fall in love with, but also as a psychopath. Yeah. It's a very good performance. He won Best Actor. Yeah. What else can we say? Over himself. <laughs> in Dar. Where I think he no, does a lot more acting. He he was not nominated for Best Actor in Dar. Oh. Sonny Dale was nominated for Best Actor in Dar. Oh, well, no. Yeah, definitely beat Sonny <laughs> Dale. Sonny Dale did not try that hard. It's kind of like uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. Because he's able to oh, infiltrate God. social situations. And a, he's still handsome and stuff, too. A version of the talented Mr. Ripley starring Shah Rukh Khan. That would be incredible. 90s Shah Rukh Khan? Yeah. I mean, or this a contemporary is, this is kind of there. Like this is basically what that would the be Ripley like. The Ripley novels like went on for a really long time. Yeah, there's like old Ripley novels. I've never read one. I've never read any Patricia Highsmith. I'm not very literary. I think I've just read one. Um, but this would be, yeah, this is exactly what that character would be like. Though. Yes, just a calculating machine who infiltrates social situations and kind of. Plays people's fears off of each other and their insecurities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a good film. I Great. like it. I would happily watch it again right now. Yeah. You can. It's on Amazon Prime. Great. <laughs> you give Jeff Bozo another buck or two. All right. Well, that brings I us... I wish he stayed in space. That brings us to our interval. What are we listening to, Matt? Uh, we are listening to a song we heard like a hundred times in Dar, and that is... Jadu Terry Nazar. This episode is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally-focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. Want to start your day informed? Check out The Pulse, Taproot's new daily news briefing. The Pulse tells you what you need to know about Edmonton every weekday morning. You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more. 
You'll also get a little bit of whimsy from features such as A Moment in History, Chart of the Week, and the Friday Podcast Pick. And it's free! Sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. With Pond Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pond Power shout out to Book Women. Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form that they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, comics, books, social media, film, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. That was Jadu Terry Nazar from Dar. You'll hear this song quite a few times over the course of the film, including right at the beginning. Yes, Uh, and we are now going to discuss the film Dar. Um, okay, which, I have a question for you about oh, Dar. Okay. This it is has, the very first thing that happens in the movie. Oh, okay, I was going to say it has nothing to do with the Hollywood film Fear, which came out after Dar, but Dar does mean fear. Yeah, we see Juhi Chala right at the beginning of the movie kind of hear a song that she thinks is probably Sunny Deal right. singing. And she runs around in the countryside, ends up getting soaked in a rainstorm, and then presumably Shah Rukh sees her Leaves a harmonica there. Had he known about her at all before this point? Is this? Do we think this is the very first time he's ever seen her? No, because it's unclear. Because later on, it's established that they went to school together. They went to school. But is that when? Them. Like, is that scene from them at school? I believe so. Yes, it's like okay. the end of the school year. Yeah, so it's kind of like a little bit of a flashback. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, well, because then she returns home. Yeah, but. It, it's another, like, in medias res opening that doesn't explain anything, but you get it. Yeah. You get the whole premise of the movie right there, because he's creepy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, so as we mentioned, Dar Means Fear, the film came out in 1993, same year as Bazigar, directed by Yash Chopra, starring Shah Rukh Khan, Juhi Chawla, Sunny Dale, Anupam Kher, Tanvi Azmi, and Dalip Tahil again. This is a really good cast. It's, it's an excellent cast. Uh, this was the third highest grossing film of 1993. You will remember that Bazigar was the fourth highest grossing film. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. So it's interesting that Bazigar comes out, it's a huge success, and then like the next film that Shah Rukh Khan is in that is in kind of a similar vein to Bazigar comes out and ends up being even bigger box office-wise. He must have felt pretty good after that year. I, I'm sure I'm sure he was on top of the world. I'm sure he was the king of the world to James Cameron's style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won the National Film Award for Best Popular Film, providing wholesome entertainment, which does kind of make... Usually my favorite award, but this one, does I don't know. Does kind of make me scratch my head. I don't know if it's quite as wholesome as maybe the judges thought. Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced this is as wholesome as maybe uh, the National Film Awards think it is. Yeah. Uh, and I know that like that's just really the... It pop- has a good pedigree. Yeah. And that's just really like the popular film award, but, you know, again, wholesome entertainment... Yeah, maybe not. It was also nominated for 10 Film for Awards, like Bazigar, including Best Film, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Actor, but for Sunny Dale. Yeah. And Best Villain. Sure, okay. Uh, did he win Best Villain? No, he did not win Best Villain. Damn, that would, must have been a really good one. Yeah. Who won then? Because he is very good at this. <laughs> well, I'll look it up in a second. Uh, it won Best Cinematographer and Best Comic Actor for Andrew Pumker. So Andrew Pumker beat out Johnny Lever. Good. His character was actually very funny because he's able to work cricket. Sister. Yeah, he's able to work cricket into every single conversation in the movie, even though his uh, sister, a little bit difficult to tell actually because they... Don't really mention it that well, but we figured it out eventually. Yeah. That well, we might not be picking up on clues the way an Indian Indian artist. Yeah, exactly. Would. But uh, he's like, oh, I wish I could hit a six right off of that guy's head. Anyway, I hope that the stalker doesn't get you, my sister. Best villain went to Paresh Rawal for Sir. Hmm. I know nothing know about that, that film. And the the other film that year that was very big for Shah Rukh Khan uh, that he won that one best film. The Best Film Critics Award, and he won Best Actor Critics, uh, was Kabi Han Kabi Na. Okay, yeah, we've so, seen that one around. Uh, whoever was yelling at me with their headphones on, I looked it up. Yeah. Then Find I, something else now, to yell about. Now I know. I know there's always things to yell at me about. So the plot of this is 
fairly straightforward. Well, I already mentioned the beginning, but then an homage to Under Siege happens. <laughs> you have to get into this because this is where the other Hollywood song comes up. Uh, sure. Why don't Why don't you tell us a bit about that, and then I will tell you the the basic plot. But first, okay. first, first, set this up. We get this meat creep. I guess you'd call it. A, it's not a meat cute. It's a meat creep. Then we find out that a prominent minister's daughter has been kidnapped by terrorists on a yacht, <laughs> and only one man can be sent into this. Uh, Sunny Deal, who so they roll like his commando team rolls up to the yacht in broad daylight. Then he gets out and gets into like a one man submarine and then kind of toodles over to the the yacht and then goes on there and just solid snakes his way through everybody on board. Meanwhile, the theme from Top Gun's playing. Yeah, the theme from Top Gun is playing after he gets a medal for being the king of uh, the Navy SEALs or. I think he's a commando. He's like a royal commando or something. A marine commando. That's his rank. Mm -hmm. But like, out of nowhere this happens. And then we get into a domestic drama for a while. (laughs) And then some other stuff, some other crazy stuff happens. Yeah. But it is established that Sunnydale is... He's a badass. He's a badass. He's in the military. And he's engaged to Julie Chalwa. But unbeknownst to Julie Chalwa, she has become the object of absolute obsession of Shah Rukh Khan and he he has he's stalking her mm-hmm. and he's he's not just stalking her but he is starting to essentially terrorize her call her in the middle of the night and say upsetting things about how if she doesn't leave Sunnydale bad things are going to happen and Joey Chahuk gets understandably upset and bad things do start happening he mm-hmm. you know Sunnydale is shot at and you know there starts to be a great scene too. serious risks to both her safety and and her fiance's safety because that ends up with a foot chase that probably goes on for 10 minutes and they yeah. are careening around the streets and bouncing off things and yeah Sunnydale is just close enough to catch him and then he gets hit by a car yeah so it's a mystery who's doing this he's already met Rahul Mm-hmm. Uh, because Rahul is his commanding officer's son. Yes. So they've met kind of socially before, and Rahul is having a great time kind of playing both sides of this and messing with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he, we, when we see Rahul kind of by himself, he's often talking on the phone to his mother, but it is revealed to us that his mother actually died many years in a ago car crash. in an accident. It's very Norman Batesy. Yes. Yes, this is very Norman Bates. Uh, so he continues to threaten Joey Chawa and Sunnydale. And eventually uh, she, you know... He Sunnydale, says that he will go to their holy party and rub uh, yes. stuff on her face. Yes. And eventually Sunnydale gets seriously injured. And Joey Chawa gets so frustrated by this that they decide to get married. Yeah, they elope essentially. They elope. And then through a... Through some misdirection, Sunnydale pretends that they're going to go on their honeymoon in Goa, knowing that the stalker will figure out where they're going and follow them there. But they actually go, guess where, Matt? This is the Astro for movie. Guess where? They go to Switzerland. They go to Switzerland. Which does not have extradition <laughs> from India. So if you kill them there, it's not a problem. So the whole, Probably? I don't know. I haven't looked it up. The whole second half of the film takes place in Switzerland. Rahul obviously does eventually figure out where they are. By and, worming his way into Anupam Kerr's yeah. household, essentially. And when he gets to Switzerland, he inserts himself into Sunnydale and Joey Chawa's honeymoon as their friend. They get along pretty well, actually. Yeah, Joey Chawa remembers him from school and he's a fr- an actual friend of Sunny Dale's. And unbeknownst to them, they think the stalker back in India has committed suicide. Yeah, he frames Un- another guy, basically. Unbeknownst to them, he is right under their nose. This is, yeah, so that's the plot. This is a very intense film full of some incredible visuals, some really strong performances at the center of it. I loved it, Matt. This was so good. I could see that if you were a stutterer, you might not like this movie because it's one of those ones that kind of links having a speech condition with being crazy. Yes, and that is probably my one complaint about it. But in the 90s, people didn't really think about that. You would see that in... Oh, you saw that in uh, Dreamcatcher, the Stephen King book that I think they made a movie in the early 2000s. It's like, yeah, this 
guys. Oh, and uh, oh, the trash can man in the stand. Yeah. Like he has a speech condition and he's crazy. So stuttering is definitely one of those things that in pop culture for a very long time was coded as like creepy and yeah. you know again like negative characters villains but i think stutter. he only does it when he says kieran too right he yeah it really comes out when he when he when he says kieran yeah yeah uh this performance of shower Khan's is absolutely incredible he's yeah. his eyes so are so good so big yeah if i thought like his eye acting in bazigar was impressive this is like a whole other level and he just he oh this role is so good when he kind of puts on airs and tries to pretend to be you know like like he like he fits in with everyone else when he's still creepy he's so creepy and you just kind of see that like yeah like you said like that norman bates aspect of him or um this guy would this guy would rub anyone wrong like there's no way that anyone would be able to deal with him that long yeah or like christian bale in american psycho just like the way that like you know when he's a little off yeah he's a little off but like you don't really think much about it, but then kind of when you see the explosive energy when mm-hmm. he's like by himself stewing in his obsession, like in his lair full of pictures like, of of Joey Chala. It's totally believable that this is the same guy, like that the same guy that's kind of like sitting down and having a drink with Sunnydale in Switzerland and just being like a guy's guy is also this unbelievable creep like it's just mm-hmm. it's such a well-rounded and dynamic performance there is so much intensity and while he is a creep through and through the entire film he, i think you feel bad you for him a little bit yeah. feel bad for him like yeah. the scene where joey chavo starts to say like oh we all knew he had a crush on someone in college and he would never say who it was like you know, like she kind of feels sorry when he says, "Like, oh, she's gotten married now." Mm-hmm. And you I'm know? well. Then he's like, "And I'm planning on killing her husband." And Sunny Dale's like, "Good plan, dude." <laughs> yeah, it's oh, this is such a good performance. You can totally see, like, yeah, how I, I can't imagine how exciting and electrifying this must have been. It's also in theaters when it came out in 1993. It's like, also very interesting that he does the two creepy sort of romantic roles. And then goes on to do DDLJ. Mm-hmm. Like, he did it backwards. Because usually I think he would probably be a romantic hero and then try and subvert that. But he subverted it before he even really did it. Uh, and there's another film that he does right after these two. Where he's also a villain. We couldn't find it available any... We couldn't find it available, unfortunately. But it's Anjom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he really does... like. He subverted, like, he subverts, the trope. Yeah. Because he's the king of romance, but he starts off by being, like, a broken, creepy romance. Yeah, he subverts the romantic hero before he even officially becomes the romantic hero. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Jui Chalwa? She's fantastic. Yeah. So good. There's a bit at the end when him and Sunny Dale are fighting on a boat. Yeah. And she's like, kill him! Kill him! <laughs> and you get, like, oh, yeah. Like... This is not the sort of thing where she thinks that he can be redeemed. Because in most Bollywood movies, in a scene like that, the female uh, lead would probably su- probably be asked to have a little bit of kindness and sympathy. She does But not. at that point, she just had her life screwed over so much that she's just like, kill him. She's just been get so rid of him. terrorized. And she gets that, that, that crazy eyes too, because yeah. she needs him gone. Yeah. No, I she's mean... Great. I think this could easily be, I don't know, a bit of a, a thankless role because it is the victim. Mm-hmm. But I think Julie Chawa brings a lot of excitement to this role. Like she is, I think you really... She's the final girl of the movie. She's the final girl of the movie. But I think you really buy, you know, the, the kind of romance with her and Sunnydale. Sort of. Because she's pulling it yeah, along. exactly. Uh, and that juxtaposition between kind of this bright, bubbly girl who has her life ahead of her, but is dealing with this whole horrible situation that you know she's laurie stroud basically yeah and i don't know i i had an interesting reaction to this film because i remember what it was like to have weird boys following me around Mm -hmm. uh I, i i would never say i had a stalker that is a very serious and i think terrifying thing that happens to many women uh and and men 
but I, you know, definitely had this creepy boy follow me around in, or he was creepy to me uh, in junior high. He was high, creepy to everybody. In junior it's high. It's the one I'm thinking of. In junior high and high school. And it just kind of like, it makes you feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I also thought it was interesting that, you know, he's playing this stalker character here. And then so many of the kind of like romantic mm-hmm. roles that he would go on to do, people accused of, of his behavior and being very stalkerish. Mo- and most Bollywood heroes at the time were essentially like maybe a shade or two away yeah. from uh, Rahul. Like he's he's commenting on the industry. Yeah. Because even in the 70s and 80s, that's what it was like. Just yeah. like, oh, yeah, just beat her into submission, essentially, and then she'll marry you. And you still yeah. see that nowadays. And I think you do empathize with the character, but he's never redeemed. And I and I like that. No. I think that's smart. I think oh, there might be one or two seconds near the end where he's just like, what did I do? Yeah. But not long. Not long. Uh, the songs here are incredible. Yeah. Uh, I love the scene with... Joey Chawa and Sunny Dale when he's kind of showing the new apartment that he's bought and then she like opens the door and runs out into Switzerland and this is before the film actually officially goes to Switzerland and it's always like okay shut the door it's time to make out yeah I think that's a great scene Uh, I think that opening song where like he where Rahul is following her around is great I think when he fantasizes when Rahul kind of fantasizes about the romance that's the he, best one he would have with Jochawa. yeah because his fantastic. his fantasy is a yes chopra like dance sequence oh yeah so when it's she's... like it, it's 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 the same as what you would see in any other bollywood movie like yeah. you're supposed to take this literally but in this it's horrifying because you know that his psyche is warped and yeah. it, it's being portrayed the same way that we would get it in any other movie it's really good and when she goes like full sexy, like kind of oh, dan- that, that was good too. dancing like Sri Devi. Like, in the water, yeah. Very obviously referencing past Sri Devi Yash Chopra performances. Uh, she looks incredible. Fantastic. Rahul's like very horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The music in this is, is great. That these songs just like look like just, these sequences look incredible. Uh, I loved this movie. I just, yeah. oh. It's, it's really good. Didn't have Johnny Lieber in it. No, no. You actually enjoyed the humor that yeah. Anupam Kerr brought. Because oh, he, he wasn't just stupid. The holy it, it, was, it was just a weird guy who loves cricket. The holy dance scene is really fun, too. And then kind and of, very menacing. Very menacing, yeah. 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 yeah this... It never stops being menacing. Like, you often find in movies like this, like uh, uh, Gajani, for instance, which is this, you know, revenge movie. But it also just has an hour and a half long romantic comedy in the middle that just forgets about the rest of the movie. Yeah. This you never forget. Yeah. Like there's romance happening, but also it's menacing. You're never let off the hook. Even the part that seems the most romantic is actually the most creepy. It's shot really well. And I'm glad we've seen Itifak because, you know, like Yash Chopra, I often see discussions around him really centered around his kind of his interest in romance mm-hmm. but he has those he has those thriller instincts he has those kind of like the way that he shoots the stalking is so well done yeah because uh, like you said you get this kind of like pov shot P- yeah these point of view shots that follow and then you get another one where he's kind of drunk and it's like a before they even had that camera rig that would look at a person while they run around mm-hmm. it's sort of like a camera maybe on a skateboard behind at, like and he's running towards it in like a fisheye lens. Yeah, it's just yeah. I think there's there's a lot of inventiveness with with this. It's that Itifak uh, sort of artificiality kind of being put in place. Like remember when mm-hmm. the court and it's all done in shadow play and yeah. stuff. It's that sort of thing. You get being that with used. the boat at the end too, because like yeah. they're in the middle of a storm and it's just like everything around them gets completely black. And I mean, it's clearly shot on a on pool. a set. Yeah. yeah, like on a pool or something, but. It's just like it it's works. so stormy and the intensity just yeah. Scream movie, great yeah. movie. Have you They're heard about? Really have good. you heard about this film, Dar? They're both really good. <laughs> watch them. If you got a spare six hours, you can watch yeah. them. So I think they both earned the runtime too. Yeah, there was maybe one or two songs in Dar I would have cut. I would have cut the uh, really. Yeah, I, I would have cut the after they elope sort of marriage song because oh. I thought that was too happy and also 
I feel like the story makes a bit more sense if they don't have a big to-do. And you'd cut out Johnny Lieber and Bazigar. Yeah. Other than the need to have him exist for the plot. But you don't you really need... You have someone else do that. Yeah, you don't really need to have that as character You don't need half an hour of him dicking around you to... You can just have a character who, like... Forgets. Didn't... In- you could have the telephone call be garbled. Yeah, or like a maid or somebody. Yeah. She gets distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, Dar, it's just that one song, and I kind of feel like they probably would try and keep that wedding a bit more low-key rather than inviting 40 bridesmaids over to have a big party. I thought it was fun. It's fun, but it kind of... It kind of took me out of the story for a minute. Yeah. So if you put yourself in 1993, are you excited to see more Shah Rukh Khan films? Yeah, I want him to be in a movie called Diwale in like 2015 or so. No, you don't. It's Di- a, Diwale... and, and it's like a big disappointment. And uh, he he's like a... He runs a mechanics shop in Goa and... Fights I, crime. That's what I want. I want a weird pro- <laughs> career path that doesn't make any sense. I would like to see more films with him and Joey Chawa. Yeah. Um, they were a big Jody back in the 90s. Uh, we talk a lot about Shah Rukh Khan and Kajol, uh, but they also made a number of films together. And I think they... I, I'd like I'd like maybe to see a happier romance between yeah, the two be of nice, them. Yeah. Uh, so I think <clears> that would be... I don't know. If people are interested in hearing an episode there... I think his filmography is relatively accessible because he kind of owns a lot of it and has made yeah. it accessible. And it's either on Netflix or Prime. Yeah. Because it was on Netflix and for a long time. he's done so much with Yash Raj. I mean, we didn't even say yeah. that like this was his first film with Yash Raj, a studio that he would continue to work with. So, And Yash Raj films tend to be relatively accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if people are interested in, uh, in, more, in more vintage Shah Rukh Khan, We'll watch it. Let us know. I don't think I've act- actively disliked a movie he was in ever. Well, Matt, you've never seen Zero. Okay. And with yeah. the news... You know what? With the news of Jeff Bezos going into space, I have considered if we should do an episode about people going into space. But then I've realized I would have to rewatch a Zero. And I, I, I don't know if I'm prepared to do that. Uh, I'm going to need a lot of drinks to rewatch Zero. But luckily, that is not the topic of our next episode. What is the topic of our next episode? Uh, we are going to be discussing boxing films. Uh, is boxing the the sport that it translates the best to film or baseball? Because they both have a lot of great movies attached to them. They do. Or maybe field hockey. Field hockey, cricket... Cricket has some good ones, but I think it's either baseball like, or boxing, right? I like basketball movies quite a bit. I love White Men Can't Jump. I love mm-hmm. Love and Basketball. You know, like for someone who doesn't particularly like sports, I really like sports movies. But boxing has got to be up there. Boxing is up there. Although that being said, I don't like Raging Bull. Is that it? Uh, yeah, Tufan is out on Amazon Prime. It is not a biopic from what I understand. I Fire mis- and Akhtar is absolutely yoked. Yeah, I mistakenly thought it was. Uh, so we're going to be discussing It and Mukabaz, which I absolutely adore. Mukabaz ruled. And yeah. we're breaking the rules a little bit. We're going to be discussing a South Indian film, Salakados. Uh, so we're going to be discussing like the Hindi language version of yeah. it. We haven't done this uh, since uh, the house next door, I think. Yeah, it's... It's been a while. Uh, it was released in Tamil and Hindi. So we are stretching the rules because it is a South Indian film. But We've already other, watched a lot of boxing movies. The other boxing films <clears throat> we've either already discussed. So we've already discussed Mary Com, uh, Or I could not get a hold of. I tried to get Apne and I couldn't mm-hmm. find it. I looked at Mithin Chakraborty's Boxer. Couldn't really find it. Uh, so... Preventing the rules a bit, and also I've I've heard some I've heard some good things about this. It has our Madavan, who people love. I mean, every time a Southern movie comes out, we're told to watch it. So we're finally doing it. <laughs> Are you happy? This is what you wanted. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that will be in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod on Twitter, at Matt underscore B O W E S, at Aaron E Fraser, Tumblr.com slash Bollywood for Lovers. Facebook.com slash Ballers for Lovers. Uh, rate and review on your favorite platform. Apple Podcasts is apparently being a huge pain in the ass for lots of people right now. So if you leave a review, we don't notice it there even. Let us know. And if this episode is showing up late there, it's um, it's Tim Apple's fault. Um, 
So, yeah, please rate a re- review because you can actually get a real Biffle Point. We'll send it to you in the mail. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and, yeah. You can listen to my other show uh, while you're reading and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You can just, like, also look it up and download it. It's called Trash Hunt Movies. Uh, I do it with Paul Matwichuk. We just did an episode on... On Johnny Darko and Harvey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On films about people talking to imaginary rabbits, maybe. Uh, yes, there are more than one film. About I would almost say, I would almost that. say that the one influenced the other. Uh, apparently it didn't. Hmm. Apparently, like Richard Kelly swears, he'd never seen Harvey. Anyways. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they are like oddly in tune with one another. Uh, we also want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. You could have a piece of that artwork if you leave us a review and get a bit yeah. point. I don't think Tuffy would get obsessed with someone and try and kill them on a boat. Do no. you? No. Seems unlikely. I don't think. We're done. Yep. Bye. <laughs>